a moment ago over on my Instagram live, you will know why we are in a car park. We are in a car park this morning, broadcasting live because, yet again, Thameslink, and I know so many of you rage about Thameslink. Is it specifically Thameslink more than anyone Well, that's all that I know about because that's what I go on, but loads of people always comment whenever I say anything about Thameslink. So, as you know, our youngest is doing her GCSEs at the moment. To all you GCSE parents, ha! Um, And so we get up really early. 5.45 5.45 to check to see if all trains are cancelled because she she goes to school miles away and sure enough cancelled, 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 cancelled no, engineering we're... works were not finished yeah. at the weekend, how often does this happen on a Monday? Yeah. And I just mean... to stress just to stress you re- it's, she goes to school on the opposite side of London which is yeah. a vast metropolis for anyone who's a smart arse and says oh, yeah. why don't you just get a tube? Yeah so, <laughs> so, so, so you know it's a state school but it's an academy school so it's a long long way away and if we hadn't been been able, if we we are so welcome lucky. if you're listening on podcast. By the way, we, we are in a car. You're probably listening to us in a car from yeah. traffic. So you know, we lucky for her that we were both at home this morning, and we have driven her up here. All those parents that weren't able to do that today, whose kids had to travel by Thameslink, big bloody hug, because as we know, you get disqualified if you're late. So, poor child, she nearly went into a major panic attack, didn't she? Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Morning, happy Bernie. All weekend in the heat. Can you imagine? And then you just might not get there. It's ridiculous. So, we are broadcasting live from a car park, and it's all very lovely. The irony is, you're probably going to get, I was saying to Nads, the best signal ever, because we're on 5G in a car park. So, this is probably going to be infinitely better than our, um, uh, our Wi-Fi. Thank you for all of your lovely comments uh, about the Curly Cooks, which, again, if you're listening on podcast, is a show we do every Saturday morning. Um, there's obviously uh, an issue, or there has been an issue, with the quality of the Wi-Fi and broadband um, with, um, with anything that has a lot of camera movement. So, you know, obviously, like, the lives that we do sat down are quite reliable and quite sort of, you know... So apologies for that. We are, we are constantly you. trying to resolve it. So. Thank you for all your brilliant comments. And yes. my mum did love her paella. It was total fucking chaos, but we got there in the end with the most gorgeous vegan and seafood paella. So if you missed it, take a look yeah. um, at the Curly Cooks. So thank you. Still so many nice messages about the content this weekend in the members area as well. Beautiful No Name Sunday show. Really nice. Yeah, so really nice. yeah, and thank you. We really appreciate you appreciating us. Oh my God, we're starting to sound fucking American now. Let's move on. And I think, is it, <laughs> is it a happy birthday for Fiona? I seem to remember. Is it happy birthday, Fiona? No, it was Cloda's birthday yesterday. Oh, was it? No, yeah, yeah. No, it was Cloda's and Fiona's. Yeah, but Cloda's as well. So we're going to sing to you at the end, both of you. Happy um, birthday to Cloda and Fiona. We were singing each a happy birthday. Cloda, you, 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 every day you send such lovely comments. You're such a sweet, kind person. So I hope you had a lovely day. Right, so, news. First of all, can I just say, just the image of Prince Andrew hanging onto the banister. Yeah, we were going to talk about that. Is he squatting? Is that officially squatting? Well, I think we can, I think we can play with that. I like the image of him squatting. He doesn't want to leave uh, wherever it is, whatever lodge it is he's in, for these Oh, because they were doing the roof works. Yeah, 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 yeah. because... He's frightened to wear a pin back in. As soon as he's gone, it's just I mean, weird to think a King Charles is supposed to stand in there going, is he out? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake, tell me when it's changed the law. And just because Mommy Dearest isn't there anymore, he is now a little bit more vulnerable. Yeah. What that feels like. Just want a, a quick sidebar. I don't want to raise the incredibly poisonous viper's nest of Scofield, but it was interesting, wasn't it, that Fergie uh, came out in support of uh, Philip Scofield too. It was just an intriguing thought because she's quite supportive, isn't she, Prince Andrew? Um, the Im- the image of him squatting, Gigi, <laughs> that's not pleasant, is it? No, but I just like the idea that he's like had to come down from the landing. I mean, squatting as right? in, you yeah. know, yeah. And then they've got him down to the final step. And now, when I was growing up, there was always there was always coats and scarves hanging on the bottom banister. You had banisters. And I can just imagine, well, it was a very modest house, but there was a banister, yeah. I didn't have a, we didn't have a banister. Oh, don't be so bloody shit. a basement flat, we didn't have a oh, banister. Right. Well, if you didn't have stairs, you didn't have a banister. Yeah, but didn't have I stairs. literally didn't have a banister. Oh, God, I lived in a hole. No, no, I no, no. I wasn't saying it like that. I was just thinking, oh, isn't I, didn't I didn't have, have a banister. banister. Um, and I could just imagine him hanging onto the scarf. <laughs> banister. <laughs> pulling yeah. him out. Yeah. I didn't realise his daughter lives there, too. Yeah. With granddad. Yeah, Hi, Stacey. Sending you lots of love. Lots sending of love. Sending you lots of love. Um, aircon. If I don't have the aircon off, we will suffocate. So I'm afraid you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. I see. Is it coming through there? Can oh. you hear it? Is it annoying? Yeah. Let's turn it off for a bit. Okay, it's very we'll turn it off for a bit. Um, um, we have piles of coats on our banisters. No, no, exactly. but also the other weird thing about banisters is, of course, my grandparents from the age of about eight lived in a, in a um, what's it called, a bungalow. So they didn't have banisters either. So it wasn't about an impoverished childhood. Oh, it was like literally thinking, right oh, I don't, I don't have stories around banisters. It's all right for you. You had banisters. <laughs> we never had a banister. We had a banister. <laughs> Uh, where are you parked? I've got a flask, says Edward Bevington. <laughs> oh, Sorry, I literally can't cope with that. We're going to have to have some kind of air. Can we turn that one off there? No. no. Sorry, guys. You're going to have to... Don't turn... I, no, I can't. I can't hear it. Don't turn it off. Can't, oh, yeah, I can't hear it. Okay, cool. Um, who's that? Good morning. Emma does life. Good morning, everyone, Mark. Uh, oh, I thought those were... Hope your daughter's okay. And her exam, good luck. Oh, thank you very much. Hi, Zoe, Agnew. Hope you're well, sweetie. Um, so, yeah, so the big story oh, yeah, today big story so was this sort of what felt like an evolving story. Well, what was most evolving about this was less whether the story was evolving, but the shrieks and oohs and ahs coming from you over your cappuccino this morning as you were like, God, this story is is twisting and turning and turning and twisting. What story is that? Are you talking about Britney? Yeah. Well, Britney I think Spears. it's a very serious story. It's a very serious story. Because I feel... But it's I really, in a really feel for Britney. I, I think there are so many twists and turns. So, the first, the first thing was last night. The article came out, didn't it, about on the Mail, uh, about again accusations from her family, Kevin Federline and her sons, saying that um, they believed she, she was on meth. And Kevin Federline had said that his sons were terrified and various things like they'd seen a drug dealer come to the house. Well, she'd drugs. had something delivered that she Yeah, they that they thought was drugs, that they woke up one night and she was there with a kitchen knife. So that was the first article. And then about an hour ago, something came through, didn't it, with Kevin Federline had made a statement to um, TMZ. What's the equivalent of TMZ here? No, it's becoming the Daily Mail. Oh, it's like the Daily Mail. 
this very confusing sort of article, wasn't it? Because Kevin Federline was basically saying that he felt very let down by these journalists, that he'd allowed them into his home. Let's name name them, because everyone seems to be naming them like we should know who the fuck Daphne Barak is. Well, it's interesting because a friend of mine who's a journalist just said that she actually calls herself a filmmaker. So he then goes on to talk about these two journalists that they had allowed into the home and they had shared some very painful um, thoughts and feelings. He hasn't directly said that he hasn't... um, said the things that are said in this article has he but as you said it feels like running scared because he's had this well he's had a massive legal letter thrown they've had you know the the legal the legal team for britney have obviously tried to rubbish the story the suggestion that could she be on meth could she be taking meth could she Mm. be on drugs manipulation exploitation exploitation of children and i think what's happened is a legal letter a cease and desist or whatever probably has been sent out and it seems like federline has kind of you know rapidly kind of backpedaled um, but um, just but to... he talks about things like, so it seems, it feels, we don't know, that these journalists were going to be involved, especially now in a filmmaker, mm. in an intervention. And Kevin Federline says, we had a safe house. Well, this is in the article, but he's disputing, but he's not disputing anything particular. Um, that a safe house had been organised for an intervention and then they got let down by Well, hang on, the interventionist didn't turn up. Or something like that. Anyway, all very dodgy, all very weird sounding. And I was just I was just really looking at this from three different perspectives actually. First, Mark has been we hate this terminology, absent father with his first two children. We've experienced what that's like. You know, it's very difficult when you only have your children for a certain amount of time. All sorts of things can happen in that time. Then you don't see them for three weeks and all those natural ways that... Yeah, no, no, no. And what, what I thought was really interesting about what you were saying in relationship to that was that you, if you've got access to your child, like Brittany has, infrequently, uh, well, if, at if at all, and the one time you see your child, you're not in a great place, you, you're putting on a front and you're getting through yeah. stuff. But the sense of you from that child is just that one day for, say, three weeks or a month or two weeks. If you think then across a the year they're only going to see you 26 times for those weekends and say a third of those times, you know, various things are happening in your life, then it can be quite easily. Um, oh, so Silvio, Silvio Berlusconi's just died. Some great news. Um, uh, former Italian prime minister. Um, then that can become a portrait of you, not only for the children, which is one thing and slightly more problematic, but more nuanced, because, of course, it's your relationship with those children. But it can also become really potent ammunition for the parent that's looking after yeah. the children. So just and of course, we don't know anything of what's actually going on in these people's lives. Yeah. But I was just looking at it I from the, the perspective of many people's lives that we do know. And I think that's always really, really it really upsets me that because I, th- I, you know, like we say, we hate the terminology absent parent because just think of that word absent, you know, when often the other parent is desperate to see their children. So on that, first of all, then um, I was just imagining what it must be like for Brittany to read in this article. We had a safe house arranged, a safe house with people that continuously say the most dreadful things about her, 
in the press with people, because the father is also involved in this article, with a father that I call, you know, this conservatorship, I liken to a modern day Victorian mental institute where women could be just taken away and locked away and have all their rights and freedoms taken away. Let's not forget conservatorship is really only meant for people like with Alzheimer's, isn't it? Mm. People that have lost all ability to look after themselves. And Just also, clarifying, people asking Kevin Federline, her Federline ex, is her, her ex-partner. You know, and the other thing is, this Kevin Federline takes $40,000 a month from her and has for years. The what, child maintenance? As child maintenance. Right. And, you know, she, her her statement back today, I think, was just heartbreaking. Good Chip Lollipop makes a really good point, though. A lot of women do lose their minds as well when, when they, I'm not suggesting for a minute that she's lost her mind, by the way, um, lose their minds when they are absent from their children, when they're separated from their children. I, I would also add to that, so do a lot of, a lot of dads. So do a lot yeah. Of um, I, I think that the, the thing that troubles me about this story is, obviously, you know, the conservatorship, absolutely right. It's an archaic, arcane, in, in, inexact, inappropriate sort of thing that seemed to benefit all those people who were around her father, you know, family, all that kind of stuff uh, financially. And, you know, the question marks. I, I worry that the tragedy around the Britney Spears story is that there's a bit of truth in all angles, uh, that she is incredibly vulnerable, that she is, that she does struggle continually with her mental health. I'm not suggesting, none of us will ever know unless it becomes overtly obvious whether she's actually she has taking, a husband taking, and any dr- and taking any drugs or is involved in anything like that, you know, and she, uh, you know, and she was, you know, so I think there will be an element of she, she possibly is struggling with her mental health. And, uh, you know, these guys have made up a story um, and uh, are now trying to sort of dial it back in. But, but hang on a minute, hang on a minute, right? If you were having a really bad bipolar low, again, we don't know. To me, she looks like she's having a ball, Brittany. I don't know. But I'm saying, if we just bring this out of celebrity, right? And say you were having a really bad bipolar low. Mm. And some other people that we cannot stand, Mm. right? Who have made our lives a misery. Mm goes to the press and says something about you. Was when right? you have yeah, yeah. a perfectly loving wife who is watching that, why should Britney be thought of any differently? No, no, no. She's got a husband. Yeah. She's got a husband. No, it's, like, it's like completely dismissing. I'm not talking about whether they should or shouldn't have done No, that. no, that but I'm just totally saying, if we just bring it to our own realities, it's so outrageous that they step in. These Zoe people... says there's something very strange about her current husband. Lots, well, of, lots of videos with him. But, I think but, one of the things, but one of the things that Nadia said, which I thought was really interesting over coffee earlier, was in a sense, regardless of even if she were taking them, this is this is as long as she's not hurting anyone. Well, the argument is, is she hurting her kids? You know, but she's not allowed to see her. Well, kids. She's not allowed to see her kids. So she's so you know, could she be self-imploding? Possibly. Who are we to know? But I just, I just don't think it's up to them because they've brutalised her before. I, I just don't told think the story, it's. They've said what they think. They believe it's true, and now they're backpedalling like mad. And I think to, for her, I was just imagining reading, we had a safe house organised. Can you it. believe how scary that would be for somebody that's been 
put in a conservatory. I can't say that word. I always want to say conservatory. You know, for the for the years that she was, and just controlled to the level that she was. She must be terrified. She must be thinking, "Oh my God, am I going to be taken off and just like injected?" I mean, I would I would I would go so far as to say that her life, her career trajectory, and the success she had at such a young age is inherently challenging and damaging to mental health as well. I mean, she's this woman has gone through an enormous amount of stress. She says she's been bullied all through her life by the press, and I absolutely agree. And when you watch some of the Better Made documentaries around her and you just see the way people spoke to her in interviews, oh, my God, so disgusting, so demeaning. And actually, of all those interviews that we watched in that last Good Director documentary you see sweetness Mm. you see vulnerability you see honesty um a friend of mine is a a journalist in in, out in america said he she is truly truly a star that is traumatized by fame traumatized by it and yet still now these people are talking to the press. I mean, read the article yourself. We found it quite difficult to dismantle. It, like but some... it almost sounded like the male and the son were going to be in on the intervention yeah, really while filming it. Yeah, really I mean, we don't know that, and you know, covering ourselves. But he said, it seems like that was what Kevin was hinting at, wasn't he? He said he couldn't say anything, but bloody hell. It's incredibly sad. It's incredibly... Uh, but it's interesting. Someone just said there that Federline, Fed whatever his name is, uh, is brainwashing his kids. I think something that happens in a lot of these kind of split homes, and this is kind of off the kind of celebrity thing for a bit, yeah, it's, it's very easy for the sort of, I hate to get again to use the word, but the primary carer, let's call them that, the primary yeah. caring parent, it's very easy for them, not even through saying anything negative, but through saying nothing positive, they mm. can manipulate the sense of mm. the children's idea of Britney. So, you know, you don't have to. And so it's very easy for the uh, primary carer to go, I've never said anything negative. I've never said or done anything mm. negative. But if you say absolutely nothing positive, that speaks volumes. And I think if I if I can say this, that for me goes to the very heart of most of the distress in broken homes is this inability of the non-primary carer or absent parent to be able to control or not even control but influence the narrative the narrative Mm. that evolves around themselves in the minds of their kids and i think this is a kind of extreme potentially an extreme example of that i mean he even he even felt like he was throwing his own kids under the bus by saying it was them who said it not me if if i were her and I was going through this. I think this would drive me to the absolute edge. Hearing this, my kids coming and saying this stuff. I mean, it's just horrendous for your for you to now be in this situation where your children are talking through the press as well. Yeah. Is just when you think of everything she's gone through her life. And and again, to bring it back to our worlds and out of celebrity, there is a lot in this story that people will identify with. There's a lot of prejudice again about about mental health. The way she's written about with this skewed light, you know, all the time. Everything she's done since she's come out of that conservatorship yeah. has been has had this sort of very nasty undertone in the press to you know bonkers women basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. so I just yeah exactly upset me. I feel, I really feel for her and so many other people. 
that are treated like this, never forgiven for having any kind of mental health yeah, yeah, um, yeah. challenge. Absolutely. Um, the other story today, was, well, it was a story over the weekend, was the uh, Colombian miracle story. This is just, this wow. is just isn't it? We are teenagers so surviving in well, teenagers and a one-year-old and toddlers surviving in the Colombian jungle after their plane crashed. Thirteen-year-old, eleven-year-old, nine-year-old, and a one-year-old survived for a month mm. in the Amazonian jungle. I mean, it's just the most extraordinary heartwarming story. story. Absolutely, well, heartwarming and heartbreaking. And tragedy. Tragedy. The well. fact that everybody died on this plane, yeah. but their mother. She was alive for four days. Yeah, yeah. And you said, you'd read somewhere that she'd begged them to leave. Well, yeah, yeah, apparently, well, I mean, this has been unconfirmed, but there were reports that she was alive for four days and that she encouraged them to leave the, the plane and to, to head off to find help, to, to, to be rescued and what have you. This has been reported by, I think the father has said, having spoken to one of the kids. And they survived by uh, hiding and existing and living in the, in, in the insides of tree trunks. So their mother, their grandmother, who looked after them a lot, was, um, I think, the head of this indigenous tribe. And she taught them all these survival um, hacks, if you like. Mm. And also the 13-year-old used to often look after the children when her mum went to work. Lucky a panther didn't get them. Yeah, panthers, all sorts of snakes. Snakes. They had a few bites. Obviously, they were dehydrated. They were very, very thin. Um, And... Yeah, just totally extraordinary. And they survived on the low. They they had the thirteen year old. They used hair bands to create kind of like little kind of barriers and little kind of uh, nests, almost nests in the jungle, My which God. is just phenomenal. And at times there was something like weren't they just like two hundred yards or two hundred meters away? Well, at from one point them? they had two hundred out looking, yeah. didn't they? And they think that they may have been a close, as close as a hundred meters at some points, but because of the, the storms. Yeah. The vegetation just being so dense, they couldn't get to them. So imagine how terrifying yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be. I don't like putting the milk bowls out. It gives me a shudder. I? <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, just opening the door and putting the milk. My mum used to say, put the milk bowls out. I'd put the milk bowls out. I'd be so terrified of the dark and the night. I'm like, but, um, but also... Yeah, there is that thing of how would kids cope with... <laughs> yeah, but I love this moment. When they were found across all these radios, you could just hear miracle, 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 miracle. That's what they said over mm. and out. Miracle, miracle. It just made me cry when I read that this morning. It's just quite astonishing. I mean, God it's knows amazing. what's ahead of them. My it reminds God. me of that. Do you remember the uh, the Thai cave? Oh, uh, God. If you haven't seen that film, do check out the film. It, it, it's, it was quite an astonishing story. And, of course, tragically, the captain of the team that, that was in the original story has recently passed away didn't they but 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 that story of survival these stories they're just what is that famous winnie the pooh quote which one babe you're smarter than you know stronger than you think we we laugh in our family because we always try and quote it but we can never remember if anyone knows that quote and this is that we have no idea the strengths yeah. that we that we possess deep down in us i mean honestly i would have i would have lasted a day oh i know that i would not have been able to do anything with a headband or anything but these children are extraordinary but it's what happens to them next as well now isn't it because will they be expected now to be blooming extraordinary all the time imagine 
an astonishing photograph online online where you can see you know like when a baby's born and it comes and you sort of see its little hands like that it's like that it's like that you're greater oh, yeah. than you believe stronger than you seem and smarter than you think thank you zoe always can rely on zoe for winnie the pooh yeah, quote yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and what's kiki's favorite one from i don't know panda Oh, I don't know. I think oh, it's always, a great one. That. I can't remember what it is. What's the one from Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda, Panda that sounds like, again, like it's from Gandhi, but it's not. It's from Kung Fu Panda. In fact, most of the great ones are from cartoons, aren't they? Yesterday is the day, tomorrow is the present. Oh, to, and the, this is the present is the gift. <laughs> yes. Is that right? Something like that. <laughs> Today is a gift. You're a fit. Anyway, <laughs> so the final thing I thought we'd do is there was a piece on Radio 4 this morning as we were driving across about conspiracy theories. And I just wanted to know what, have you ever been drawn to a conspiracy theory? Have you, do you, are there conspiracy theories that you can go, that you kind of, you kind of think, oh, you know what, I wonder about that. I'll, I'll give you, I'll lead by an example, by example here. For me, I have my doubts increasingly over the years about the moon landing. And, oh my God, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, and there seems to be so much, but that's partly because you feel there are other aspects to the story that are intriguing, like Stanley Kubrick, made many cryptic comments about how he couldn't talk but about my, this and about how ex-people, ex-astronauts who struggled with their mental health uh, and also with drink and stuff like that, potentially as a consequence of, of... But every time I hear that part of the story, I thought, right, so if you've got an ex-astronaut that didn't really go to the moon and he's struggling with his mental health and he's drinking, he's going to tell someone. That's true. Peace. It would slip out. Okay, I know or, or they've got You're mental health problems and they're drinking because they know that if they that, that they can't. Yeah, but when you are drunk, you say things that you mustn't. True, true. And mind you, social media wasn't around. But, it, but I think the thing is, when, I, you know, like, I know people that, like, are constantly looking at const, con, constipation. Yeah. Constipation theories. And then, yeah, they're, they're you know, from. and from that brilliant film, The Social Dilemma, yes. where it showed us exactly what happens when you go to one conspiracy theory and how yeah. the algorithm picks up and then you're fed more and more and more until you're in this echo chamber of crazy beliefs but i think the thing is whenever i've been drawn to a conspiracy theory i i have no idea it's a conspiracy theory <laughs> and then all it will take is someone to say well you know that's a conspiracy theory and i'd like drop it like a hot potato mm. because i'm scared of it um i find so, I, the thing i get frustrated about don't with, fall with the, down the rabbit hole i think there are conspiracy theories that i think are batshit crazy and ridiculous and weird but it's always different, you know, different strokes for different folks, for different people. And what I get frustrated by is like when people use the term conspiracy yes. theory as a way to close down any kind of conversation. For it's a little about bit the vaccinations. Like, well, precisely what I was about to say. Um, yeah, vaccinations. So if you question the vaccinations, not whether their efficacy or anything like that, but you want to know some more details, you want to know some facts, you want to know whether, you know, we want to hear about the bad as well as the good. You're you're marked yeah. as some kind of conspiracy and, theory. And you're not 100% going, yay! I think that's the best example, recent example, we could possibly have. Mm. Because, as you know, we both uh, were vaccinated and now there is so, there's so much out there that's so interesting that in other countries... They're completely allowed to talk about on the news, but here we are still not. And here we are still banned. John Campbell, a couple of times, who we all, yeah, many of us here really respect, has had films taken down. When these are things that are, these are on stories that are yeah. completely science-backed, 
peer-reviewed, and that, that is the abuse of the conspiracy theory. Exactly. I mean, I, I think what makes a really tr tricky conspiracy theory, or a compelling one for me, is one within which there's some kind of truth baked into it, or potential truth baked into it, or there's enough ambiguity, and also there's no potential to be really disrespectful to people. So I just went through, uh, in Teen Vogue, that really reputable, uh, uh, you know, and Highly analytical. What made you go to their fuel source? Because it, it, well, it was the one that had the most recent list of yeah. the most compelling um, uh, conspiracy theories. And I also thought because it's called Teen Vogue, it would be taking its being kind of responsible towards its younger readership. Yeah, I've found there's some really good articles. Yeah, well, I thought it's going to it's going to have a duty yeah. of care responsibility. The top one that they mentioned, which again, I go back to this idea that you know, a conspiracy theory that why promote one if it's insulting and damaging and professes hate and everything is a is a denial of what happened in world war ii i don't even want to use the word so that's number one suggesting that world war ii and most of the atrocities within it didn't happen that's one conspiracy theory which we can all take with a great big ball and go knock yeah. it into the long grass that's the top one uh, the cia had a hand in jfk's assassination um you know what i mean there wouldn't have been all these movies made if there weren't really compelling question marks around all of that. So it's like Marilyn Monroe's death. To what extent were, you know, people hiding in the shadows uh, when it came to that? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's number two. Number three, the moon landing was faked. Number four, Princess Diana's death was no accident. I, I, d I don't. Believe that's I don't believe. That I think it's unfortunately what it was. I, 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 I think I, it was it was a driver who was drunk. Right. He was over the limit. Yeah. We know that fact. Um, she didn't have a seatbelt on. Fact. You know those two things alone mm. are extremely dangerous, aren't they? Yeah. And then he was speeding. Yeah. And I think that the perhaps. And the hounding and the stress involved in driving away from people chasing it. I think, why would, yeah. you know, what? Yeah. that's what happened. Exactly. Do you, have you ever had any conspiracy theory beliefs no, around I, it? No, I, no, I haven't. No, I don't, I don't believe the no. authorities or anything. I mean, I think, again, more often than not, sometimes these kind of, these kind of fictional little routes to go down are more about people wanting to think that there are more kind of connections between disparate things and that there's a more awesome. malevolent thinking mm. going on than there I think, necessarily is. I think also I sometimes... It doesn't happen, though. I think sometimes people don't want to believe that life can be snatched no. away from you in a moment because of no. a few a few sliding door moments. You know, you got in a car with a driver who was drunk, mm. didn't put the seatbelt on, didn't... You know, it, that's sometimes more unbearable, the thought of that, isn't it? Mm. But you see, like people say, why did it take, us so, take them so long to get to the hospital? There are always so many microscopic elements of these things that no one will be able to answer. And I think so long as you have an inability to answer one small aspect, I do think there are some people who it's like you can think something that's a conspiracy theory and then. Presumably, if you've kind of if you're a kind of normal human being and you had some proof given to you that that wasn't the case, you would settle down and go, "All oh, right, I was wrong." But, but it seems just... it strikes me that many conspiracy theorists don't want to be even told that it might not be the case. But but the thing is with it is you'd have to have so many people involved yeah. and keeping the secret, even to delay getting her to the yeah. hospital. Imagine how many people would have to be involved and how the planning that would take yeah. ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, 9-11 was a, an inside job. That's, uh, that's, that's another big one. Um, mass shootings like Sandy Hook were false flags. I could never 
got my head around that one. This is like post-truth madness. Top Democrats behind a child's sex ring. Again, you know... Don't know. Don't know. Just don't know. The earth is actually flat. Well, I do like this one because a really leading cutting edge, no pun intended, flat earther, uh, went out to prove that the earth was flat. And by his own uh, technology, discovered it was round. Oh, really? What Spent did you say? £25,000 to discover that he was wrong. So, so, so what, what, what well, did he say? Well, that's what I quite liked about him. He said it's round. So, that's, so he no longer believes that. <laughs> Here we go. COVID-19 is a form of population control. Uh, Area 51 is home to lots of aliens and government secrets. I Again, you believe that. I, I, well, I don't necessarily think about area. I do think it's income. I think governments it's have true. no vested interest in telling us the truth, for sure. No, but you do believe that there are there, there are well, UFOs there, and there well, are... of course there are. I mean, I think there absolutely are. GTs. So. Yeah, I mean, they said even last week, though, everyone was trying to say, NASA have said there's no such thing. They said actually 8 to 10% of everything that they've looked at, they couldn't answer including a small orb flying across the Middle East. If you haven't seen it, check it online. It's bloody strange. Um, so, yeah, I, I choose to believe that. But again, with that one, for me, I go with it because it's kind of fictionally quite exciting. Yeah. And then number 11, for some reason, there's a hidden chamber filled with government secrets behind Mount Rushmore, which, of course, is the uh, mountainside with all the faces of former US presidents. Um, I couldn't care less if that was true or not. I mean, you know, it'd be quite a neat place to keep stuff. Yeah, really, better it? than in the toilet. Yeah, and which is what Trump, where Trump's been hiding all his papers. Yeah, that is that is very true. <laughs> good, good point. Yeah, <laughs> much safer. Maybe that's where he stashed them all. Oh well, there you go, guys. Well, share below after this is uploaded your favourite uh, or your most corrosive uh, conspiracy theories. Um, and as we said, Fiona and uh, Cloda, happy, happy birthday. Right, we're going to sing them.